Here's the editor of Lenswork Publishing, Brooks Jensen. I know. Compared to other photography channels, I don't spend much time talking about gear. But if you don't mind, I have a few thoughts about gear that I'd like to share in this podcast because I have a different take on gear, I think, than most photographers offer in their YouTubes and in their podcasts and etc. I have a suspicion that this is going to be a rather longish discussion, so I'll break it into two parts. And the two parts are basically gear improvements that don't seem to make a change in my pictures, and then developments in the field of photography that really have made a difference in my day-to-day photographic and creative life. Let me begin by saying I'm much more interested in the products of photography, that is to say what we produce by being involved in photography, than I am in the methods of photography. So gear and techniques to me are significantly less important than pictures, than images. To me, gear is sort of a necessary evil. I endure gear. I don't revel in it. I've never been a camera collector. I don't really enjoy the process of upgrading my camera. And I know that puts me out of touch with lots and lots of photographers. But, you know, that's one of the great things about photography is you can engage photography on so many different levels. My objective with all gear-related discussions is essentially to find the least problematic solution I can. With gear, to me, being something that gets in the way, what I want to try to find is the equipment that gets in the way the least. And the greater the gear puts up a barrier between me and the pictures that I want to make, the more I detest the gear. So, clearly, I have this love-hate relationship with cameras and lenses and all the other equipment that we need. I can look at images all day long, but I get bored by gear talk in about three minutes, and I'm about to talk about it for more than three minutes. So if you're like me, the inclination might be to just turn this podcast off and move on. But I do think I have some interesting observations about gear that you find useful. Here's the first observation, which I think is really illustrative. I took a look at my personal history in photography. I've been involved in photography now for 50 years. Actually, that's not quite accurate. I've been involved in photography for 54 years, but 50 is close enough for government work. And in my 50 years of photography, I went back and looked at all the digital images in my Lightroom catalog and counted how many cameras were involved there, easy enough to do with metadata, and then went back and looked at all the cameras that I owned in my life that were film-based cameras. I was surprised that I'd had so many different cameras in the course of my life, 24 cameras I've used in my life. Now, for some of you, that may seem like a very low number. For some of you, that might seem like an incredibly high number. I I don't know anything about statistical averages. All I know is this. When I go back and put together images out of my Lightroom catalog in particular for a project, I may have images from film because I've scanned a lot of those film images, 
but most of them are probably from digital negatives. And when I put together a project, be it a seeing in sixes kind of thing or something that's lengthier like the projects that I publish in Kokoro or even a book or even an extended project that has maybe 60 or 100 images in it. I never can tell when I'm working on the project and looking at the images, I can never tell what camera they came from unless I look at the metadata. And I'm often surprised that the early digital cameras their images fit into a project that uses the most recent, today's digital cameras, just as well seamlessly, I can't tell any difference at all. There are conditions that those differences become more visible. If I try to make really large prints with my early 8 megapixel cameras, that might be a problem. But in general, the projects that I complete and publish and share with the world are almost always a mix of older cameras and newer cameras, and you can't tell the difference. What does that say about the gear? You can't look at my photographs and distinguish one camera from another or one generation of digital image from another generation of digital image. I think that's fascinating. I think it points to the idea that it basically doesn't make any difference what camera I use. Not at least in terms of finding images that are usable in a project. There are, of course, differences between all those cameras, but they don't have anything to do with the final image or the final quality of the image, not the cameras. Now, the lenses do. But I've said since my earliest days in photography back in the 1970s, that lenses are way more important than cameras because the lens actually touches the light that makes the image where cameras don't. Well, now sensors do, but back in the old days, the camera didn't touch the light. The film touched the light and the lens touched the light. And those are the only things that touch the light. So what does the camera contribute to the process? When I ask that question, the answer that comes to mind is, ergonomics. It's how the camera works in my hands, in my brain. And with that in mind, the number one feature that I use to evaluate whether or not I want to upgrade a camera, buy a new camera, or whatever, the number one feature is, can it be adapted to the way I think? There is sort of a tug of war, I guess, between what the camera does easily, and what I need it to do easily. And if the camera can be adapted to think and perform in sync with the way I naturally want to think and perform, then the camera is more or less invisible. And that's good. That means it doesn't get in the way. On the other hand, if I find myself fighting the camera because it's difficult for me to make the camera do what I want it to do, then that becomes frustrating. The camera is not facilitating the creation of the images that I want to make. It's getting in the way. It's trying to impose its will, or I suppose, since it's an inanimate object, I, I should say, that the will of the manufacturers in their design and whatnot of the camera is getting in the way of my process. So in some regards, today's cameras 
are a blessing to me because they're so programmable. I can set the camera, which sometimes takes me an evening to figure out all the things I want the camera to do, but I can set it all up and then save that as a custom setting. And so the camera works the way I need it to work, the way I think, the way I naturally react. And the camera's right in lockstep with me. And the the better I can do that with the camera, the higher the camera is in terms of my valuation of it as a tool for my photography. So that's one aspect. Another aspect, however, is how close is our natural vision to the gear we are using? And in order to explain this, I need to talk just for a second about natural vision. I think we all have a tendency to see the world in a certain way. And Maybe that way is influenced by the way we were raised. Maybe it's biological. Maybe it's prejudice. Maybe it's habit. I don't know. But if you tend to see the world, I'll take an extreme example. If you tend to see the world in round shapes, then today's modern cameras are going to be frustrating to you because they all make rectangular shaped images. So every single image you make has to be adapted to be a round image out of the rectangular image. That's an extreme example. But here's a more subtle one that's more practical. I don't see in a 3 to 2 aspect ratio. And virtually all full-frame cameras that I can think of anyway are naturally a 3 to 2 aspect ratio. Yeah, sometimes you can modify them to do another aspect ratio, but their native aspect ratio that gives you the maximum number of data points, pixels, if you will, to work with is going to be a three to two aspect ratio. I don't see in three to two. I tend to see closer to four by five, which is the aspect ratio I grew up with, or my micro four thirds camera now is four to three. And that's very close. And I like that boxier thing. I don't see in one to one. I don't see in three to two. My natural tendency is to see in four to three or its close relationship, five to four. That's what I mean by natural vision. That's one aspect of it anyway, and that is the aspect ratio. Another part of natural vision is how do you see relative to focal length? My natural vision tends to be a little telephoto. I see details out there in the world rather than wide, grand landscapes. And so for me, a longish lens is going to be more akin to my natural vision than a wide-angle lens. We all have different ways that we see that determine our natural vision. My contention is simply to find the gear that supports your natural vision most closely. That will be the gear, the lens, the aspect ratio, whatever, that fights you the least. And these are issues that I don't see manufacturers spending a lot of time on. What do they spend a lot of time on? Well, the manufacturers seem to want to focus our attention on three biggies. Megapixels, frames per second, and video capabilities. Sure, they'll give a little passing attention to other features, but those are the three biggies. If you look at most YouTube videos, most camera advertising most short descriptions of cameras, that's what you'll get, is megapixels, frames per second, and video capabilities. Interestingly enough, 
none of which is of the least important to me and the photography that I do. If I were shooting sports or perhaps wildlife, maybe frames per second would be a big deal. But it's not for me and the kind of work that I do. might be for you. This is where we each have to think carefully about what it is that we want to photograph. Megapixels don't make much difference for me because I don't make very many huge pictures. And if I do, I can just as easily stitch them out of several exposures and end up with as big a print as I could possibly ever want. And video capabilities don't have much to do with me because I don't do very many videos. So all the energy that manufacturers are putting into upgrading gear and trying to make things that photographers want seems to point out that I'm an odd duck because I don't need what they're emphasizing. Maybe lots and lots and lots of you do. That's great. You're in fantastic shape then that the manufacturers are putting that much attention towards the solutions that you need. Great. Good for you. But for a lot of us, all that attention and all of that upgrade of equipment and gear isn't changing our photography a bit. Copyright 2024, Lenswork Publishing.